Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Don Miller Show, Florida welcome, Man Radio. Welcome, welcome. Uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Uh, wow, this is a great, great, great day. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Halle! Well, you sound like you're getting ready to take up an offering. Uh, shortly, probably. Uh, Halle! Hey, what's going on, boss uh, man? A lot to talk about today. Great conversation. Uh, yeah, don't say nothing. Uh, t- <laughs> so much to talk about today. Great conversation. Um, that is it's the little things. You follow me home? No, no but it's, it's okay, going to be all right. Little thing. So a uh, great conversation today. D'Amica Page is getting prepared uh, as we speak. Um, it's just going to be a good conversation. So much to talk about. If you're following the news, I want to spend a few minutes on something. Um the escaped four-foot-tall prisoner in Pennsylvania. Has mm. anybody been following that? <laughs> this guy's five-foot-tall, escaped from prison, dangerous criminal. Um, I, I'm just, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to know, how, how did he escape? They didn't, listen, you know, listen, that's the part okay. I want to know. Now they've closed down the schools. It's, it's, it's near Chester, in Chester County, Pennsylvania, right? They got K-9 units, drones, helicopters. And they're, they're trying to find this dangerous murderer. So be careful if you're listening to us up in that area. But I'm just like five. He five foot tall. He escaped from prison, right? Even if he's six nine, you know the whole idea mm-hmm. of how, how are people still escaping from prison? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. It, it, yeah. yeah. It, go ahead. Yeah. I don't. My my thing is I know how hard it is to go in to see somebody in prison. <laughs> That's my point. And you telling me somebody can just get out? <laughs> That's the point I'm making, right? <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. What are you talking about? She's in there pointing and waving hands. Again, I, I just want to touch on that because, uh, you know, if you guys aren't looking at what's happening in this country right now, there are so many things that uh, is taking away, that's taken away um, from things we should be focused on. And I don't mean any harm. I want those people to be careful. But when this is live news nationally, they're talking about this guy. Look, I get it. Unless this guy is in Cleveland, Cincinnati, okay, or Mount Dora, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we so focused on it in Florida? If he leaves the state, then we should be concerned. It's amazing how the media runs out of stuff, right? There's yeah. some real things well, that you can talk about, but they probably don't want to talk about them. But when I'm watching the local news and they spend a minute on the damn guy, and there's some other stuff we can talk about. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, no, I'm not, I believe what you're saying, but it's all about the sensationalism know, of everything. Man, you know, draining, it's like it is. It's, it's like can we show you something more uh, uh, drastic than the last thing we showed you? Right. It's, you know, it's, and it's, I mean, it's always something tragic. It's never anything. I mean, well, then you know, you try to soften it up with a heartwarming story. Right. 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 And right. It's, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't just have me in here just. You know, you feeling know, it's, so it's bad just about everything. The things that we spend a lot of time on, and then we tie them. Uh, it's amazing how often we see these breaking news stories of something that happens in a community, and it eventually ends up being tied to race in America. Mm. And oftentimes, when we see this race conversation co-opted, it is co-opted at the hands of people who can't get attention just with the conversation. You follow what I'm saying? Okay. Now, I'll give you an example, right? 
uh, Black Lives Matter was an LGBT group, okay? And when they put black on it, right, and shifted over here to us, it became about race to America, right? That was a LG. That was a bunch of what you call them. <laughs> that was a bunch of. <laughs> I got I got some flack on that. Okay, I know but. you did. I don't know why. <laughs> Robbie, I went to see Robbie, yeah. and Robbie says, <laughs> "I love Robbie." Robbie says, "Well, he what was he calling him?" Uh, he had the, the name Robbie <laughs> said. I was like, "Robbie, what are you talking about?" He was like, "Holly was calling them bullwhackers or something crazy." This right? Uh, I was like, "No, not bullwhacker, bull dagger." Okay. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness, like, man, we love you, Robbie. Yeah. Shout out to Robbie, man. He listens to us a lot. Yeah. Um. So so it's it's amazing, right? Because I I'm at the I'm come to the conclusion, right? That if you need to get some national coverage, mm-hmm. put race in your conversation, right? If you aren't getting what you need in terms of the people that you seek Response. to pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. Put race in it. I'm telling you right now. Holly, if we get fired today at JVC Broadcasting, throw the race car. It's because I'm black. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Gotta oh, use it like okay. a joke. Oh, I'm with you, right? I'm with you, bro. And and nobody. And I'm old. And, and, and so ageism, <laughs> okay, and racism. You follow me? Oh god. Ageism won't do it like race. No, okay. race is always the Trump no, but, but, card. But, yeah. but yeah. the point I make, guys, is this, right? You gotta throw it to get the attention, <laughs> right? And, and I'm tired of watching it, right? To get the attention, it's because I'm black. Yeah. Now, racism is, look, look, you can call it what you want. I don't even like the word. We could name it another word, but it's yeah. still the same damn it's thing. It's the same thing. Okay? And so when people stop me on the street and ask me my thoughts on it, right, and they say, well, what are your thoughts as the caller recently did? And thank you so much. This is our conversation today, and we're going to be joined by an amazing guest, right? Okay. You can call it what you want to call it, Okay. But what you can't do is keep co-opting it when your mess ain't getting attention. And that's my problem. Uh, D'Amika, how you doing over there? I'm good, Don. D'Amika just got here. She was late. Um, wow. And uh, we do that on the show. <laughs> we do it. Right? Wow. D'Amika was late, right? But you know, Amazing. But, but this is the part that's funny, <laughs> that I don't normally have the camera on me. Uh-huh. And when she was walking by, I could kind of see out of the corner of my eye, it Things going on on the screen over there, and then I'm going to I'm I forget that I'm on camera. But but let me just say this right, and I'm gonna just continue to finish what I was saying. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don just has a habit of just talking over people. He'll I be okay. And just unviolate and just making what you're saying mean nothing. But but we <laughs> but we got a guest, and we got a guest for a short oh, time. Oh, now we got a guest. Okay. You just told me we had a guest. <laughs> but you want to talk about Demika walking oh, by boys, the camera? Boys. Oh. Settle down. Okay, okay. It's okay. Yeah, but you know, I apologize. I was just saying that how cute she looked today, yes. and I'm sure everybody saw her walk by. Okay. That's where I, I, just I was going with that. For no. cutting you off. Yeah, well, I was cut. You was cutting off a compliment for the day. Okay. Oh, thank was. you. you look so get cute. one a day. I you need look so it. cute walking by late. <laughs> walking by late. You look very nice. Ooh, thank you again, everybody. So, good um, morning. So we want to have a conversation about race in America and. One of the things that y'all know me... A listener-requested conversation. This is what it it is. A listener-requested conversation. And we three can come in here and have a conversation about race and tell you our thoughts Uh all day long. Mm Because I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I want everybody to get ready for my thoughts. Okay? 
But I like to talk to people who have spent time digging into this, having a better understanding of this, transitioning from one box to another with this conversation, right? So today my guest is Dr. Wal- Dr. White, Vibert White, my friend for m- more than 20 years. Uh, you've seen him on BBC, PBS, Good Morning America, this dude everywhere, Al Jazeera, Fox. He went to three schools, <laughs> two of which I really like. He went to Bethune-Cookman, Purdue, in Ohio State, okay? He's a brilliant scholar. He's a guy that can have this conversation way better than I can have because I'm going to talk to you about this uh, at a really kind of a little above base level, but he's also the imam, imam at the Bilal Islamic Center in Orlando. He's a wonderful conservative lecturer, and he's my friend, Dr. White. Hey, Doc. Hey, good morning, John. How are you? Man, I, you know, thank you. Thank you so much, Doc. Doc, you know, we've known each other for a very long time, and uh, I've always just been impressed with what you've done to bring attention to issues uh, in this country, uh, issues across the board, right? Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm so glad to be on your radio show to speak to um, uh, your uh, listeners. And to try to add something to the discussion that you're that you have at hand, it's a, it's a wonderful privilege. Thank you again. No, I I'm excited to have this conversation as well. I, I, it's going to be interesting because I don't know how it's yeah. going to go. Right? It's we're all in it together. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the concept that you have is so important, um, but it's oftentimes misunderstood, and it is hijacked by individuals who turn the issue of race into a cash cow for themselves. I mean, for example, or shall I go on? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely um, go on. That's why you're here. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Very good. Very good. I mean, for example, um, the issue of race, like you stated earlier, is something that can be utilized as a trump card, a trump card. Mm-hmm. Um, when you want to get something, when you want to uh, camouflage um, your um, uh, inaccuracies to something you can you can always use the Trump card, um, but race has also been an issue whereby people use it to pimp the struggle. All right, that is one. I mean, you talk about race; it's big. It's big money. It's big business. So therefore, if you cre- create the dynamic that there's a race problem, and you are a lecturer or a political leader or academic even. You can you can get uh, speaking engagements for fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a shot. It's big business. Hmm. If you are a um, a grant writer and you want to fund your organization, you put race in there like there's some type of major issue, some type of major problem. You may get a half million dollars to finance your position. If you are a, a politician and you're just trying to get over the hump, you need more vote uh, so that you can stay in office or to get in office and your constituency is a black community or even a white community. You put race in there one way or another to to change the balance of power in your favor. So now race has become just an issue to keep people in power, to keep people to uh, have money in their pocket and another way to keep uh, to keep the, the political and the economic and the social divide. 
it, it continues dissension. So therefore, that's why you have it. Nobody really wants to look at the real issues of race, and no one really wants to look at the issue that is not just race, but it's an economic issue that's taking place. Americans are more concerned and more connected to economic issues. That's but a, they use, but oftentimes people use race. That's a as good point. Yes, go ahead. Because Dr. White, one of the things I was thinking about on my hour drive here <laughs> is I, I, I truly believe that that race um, is is the surface conversation. And if people can keep us on the surface conversation, we can never really get to the root of the matters and which is what you just referred to, which is which is economics. Um, quite frankly, I want to I, I like to take it even um, more narrow than that than that and just say labor. Um, it, it to me, in my opinion, it, the fight has always been about labor, forced labor, cheap labor. That's what the prison industri- industrial complex is all about. That's why the United States of America imprisoned uh, the m- more of its population than any other country uh, on this planet. So to me, uh, getting to the root of the conversation and getting past race um, to me is the big push. Go ahead. Yeah. You're absolutely right, because race is, economics is the issue. Mm-hmm. Then they utilize race to justify it. Right. You see, not not the other way around. I mean, for example, people talk about slavery all the time, right? And they say, well, people went to Africa and did this and that, and they did. However, they failed to realize that the ones who financed the whole excursion into Africa, um, into the Caribbean, into South America, were major bankers so therefore they push economics then they utilize race to justify their means and the same thing with everything else but if you look at economics and 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 if you give people the opportunity right to make a decent wage to have the opportunity to buy a decent home to live in a decent community you don't have this racial racial issue you, Not at all. You you know what, what what's what's important, Doc. I hate to cut you off, but this is brilliant, and I can't hold my thoughts sometimes like other people can. What what he just said, right? Race is your problem till you start to do well. Also, and let me just say this, right? Growing up on the south side of Chicago, in the inner city, my mindset as a kid was uh, the oppressive white people are the reason why. Our lives are like this. Now, there could be some truth to that, but you can't use it like you, it's, you can't have it that broad. Right. But as soon as I right. my economic situation changed, one of the things I didn't really drop, one of the lines I stopped dropping was it was all about race. Mm-hmm. But initially it was like the reason I can't do this, this and this is because of white people. And then I got into a position mm-hmm. to do something I like. Okay, let me take a better look at the race conversation. And I would have never done so had I stayed in that glut. Yeah. You see, you see, Don, and we both are from Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. What you see is that the, the racial divide and the political divide is such in the United States that when they see a black man or woman do well, and then you have a, a white community that may be, or a white family that may be struggling, as opposed to to saying that this African-American or this black person has worked hard, they followed the American dream, and they're moving forward in the same way as you're doing, they would tell the white that, listen, 
the reason why he or she is doing well is because they took something from you. And that goes right back into, for example, the, 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 the recent KKK march they had here a few days ago. If you speak to those individuals, you find out that the most of them want just like want, want what you want. They want a decent home. They want, to de- they want to, live in a, to live in a decent neighborhood. They want to be able to make money and save money for their children. However, when they can't do it, again, the political system creates a dynamic that says the reason why you're not doing it is because of other people. So therefore, their emotions now uh, gets the best of them, and they go to the people that they see who are the problems, as opposed to looking at the real issues that there's someone else, some other group that's pulling their string to create, again, a dynamic that race is the issue, but race is not the issue, it's economics. Do you follow me? Uh, no question about it, and and it's interesting you say that, uh, but uh, Holly and I uh, hang out oftentimes, and uh, uh-huh. we, as uh, older men from, from interesting d- divides, right? Right. We are much more comfortable, and I'm going to say this, and maybe I'm wrong about Holly, going to a place where there are more white people engaging. Yeah, I think you're wrong about that one. There are more blacks. I don't know about Holly, but I am much more comfortable. Yeah, you're wrong about that. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, let me just say I this. I know you well enough to yeah. know okay, that. Well, let me just say this. because. But, but he's, not, he's not wrong. Okay. Because when I'm in that uh, an atmosphere where it's mm-hmm. primarily white or whatever, uh-huh. I don't think about something jumping off. Okay, go ahead. But when I'm with, you know, the fellas or whatever, there's always that chance somebody could step on somebody's, you know. Right. And I literally step on somebody's So I'm not toes wrong, really, much, because right. I, I, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, Holly and I were in a place uh, where I sat with my back to the door, right? And so this happened a while ago. A friend of mine was like, Don, you never sat with your back. And I'm bringing this surface conversation. We got, you know, Professor White on, but I want to keep this surface so people understand, right? So I sit with my back to the door. A friend of mine comes in and is like, dude, you sit with your back to the door? And I said, I'm comfortable here, right? Yeah. And I'm comfortable there because the people around me all live in an economic situation mm-hmm. that have something to lose. Right. You follow me? So it has it it's not about race as much as about I'm comfortable yeah, yeah, in a certain economics. economic yeah. situation yeah. now. Yeah. Go ahead, Doc. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but also there's a there's a sidebar to this. Mm-hmm. We're both from the South Side. Right. So we're taught from a young age that we never sit with uh, our back, sit with to, our the back to the door. Yeah. Until you <laughs> arrive allegedly in your mind. Just like, you know the L looking for me coming, you know. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, uh, I just want to say this. Doc is really a guy from the streets. And, you know, mm-hmm. I like to give Professor uh, his, his credit for being this this professor. Right. And and this educated guy, total scholar. Right. But this dude is from the streets. Streets, Holly. Yeah. The Holly. fact that he's from Chicago and went to Bethune-Cookman. Uh, right. That, that's a story in itself, I'm sure. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if, if, it's good to have a Ph.D., but if you don't have a Ph.D., on the streets, you get you, you get duped uh, yeah. real quick. Mm-hmm. So, but with the whole element going back to what you said, Don. Yes, it's about elements of people. You're being you're comfortable with people who are thinking like you, mm-hmm. who are investing like you. Mm-hmm. It's not rich. No, it's a a cultural class. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Dr. Just, White. For example, yes, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I'm listening to you. So I was going to ask you a question. So don't you, do you, would you agree that a lot of the abuse of the race card, I'll call it the race card, um, not only comes from the corporate interests or powers that be, um, but also from the people who like to abuse it um, in situations where it's really not relevant. Do, do you agree that the people have contributed to the uh, the abuse of that race card as well? Absolutely. And, and you know, I call people, I, I call people out. A fellow that I know, Al Sharpton. I know you heard of <laughs> oh, him. Right? Come on, man. Um, now we get right, to the nitty gritty. Yeah, we get to the greatest race now, pimp of all time. I, I, I've known Al for about 35, 40 years, you know? Um, and um, he he uses he utilizes the race card for his own political ideas, but also for the corporate entity political structure that he represents. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, well, he got on MSNBC because of race. There's a racial problem. It's always bad. There's no way out of it. <laughs> then he takes that to the next level. The reason why we have a racial problem is because those conservative Republicans. Mm -hmm. Then he takes it to the next level. The only way that we're going to get out of it is to vote the right side, which is the which are the Democrats. Then he takes it to a still another level. In order to deal with this, we have to rehash all problems again, then go back, recircle back to square one. That the problem of America is the problem of the color line, mm -hmm. and it keeps going circle, 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 and it never gets anywhere. The only one that it benefits is the corporate elite of the political system that makes money from it, that stays in power from it, and the individuals, all right, who become now talking heads, so-called experts on race. They stay in power. They they, they continue okay. uh, Dr. their um. Doctor White, we got to. Dr. White, we got to go to break. Can we keep you with us for a few more minutes? Because I really want to go into detail. Uh, about what you just said right. about uh, Al Sharpton mm -hmm. and the lowest rated show on that network, yet he's one of the highest paid people there, and how many of the corporations who have gotten behind the National Action Network uh, are behind Al Sharpton to defend them when their policies goes against the Negro in America. So do me a favor, hang with us. You are listening to The Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. We'll be right back. How do you get your Florida Man radio fix? In the car, on your radio at 105.5 FM. And in crystal clear HD audio on your HD radio at 103.1 HD3. In the office or working from home, we're streaming live at floridamanradio.com. Or on your Alexa device by saying play 105.5 Florida Man Radio. Out and about, listen live, anytime, anywhere on the free Florida Man Radio app. Florida Man Radio is everywhere. Everywhere. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, 
I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. A veteran's hope. Where are you hiding? I search for you in the seconds. The minutes of each and every day. Hear me as I call out to you. Take my hand. Lift me up as I lift up others. Welcome me home, father, mother, sister, brother, son, daughter. Hear us now. Alone we stood, divided we fell. No longer. Now we choose to make the connection. Our new mission lies within. Visit maketheconnection.net to learn more. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect and make the world a kinder place for animals. You can help too. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more compassionate world for all of us. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. This is not the song for this conversation. Okay. Danica, you are on camera. All right. Not the song for this conversation. Up next to the stage. Yo, what? You uh, don't got to do it. Coming up. Coming up. The Mika Page. Oh, yes. Mercedes Page. Mercedes Page. She's Mercedes. six foot three, oh and she's bringing the That would the be a fantasy of a lot of people. <laughs> bringing the funk. Stop it. Yeah. Hey, what's the motto of the show? Yeah. Listen, laugh, and learn. Always. Listen, laugh, and learn. Our guest, Dr. Viber, why my buddy, I love this cat, right? So <laughs> I got to say this, guys, because y'all know how I am. You know I'm funny acting about who I share this microphone with. Yes. And I told all the young guys who want to come after me and be do this kind of stuff, protect your microphone. You can't have anybody just joining you in the conversation. I, you know, I look at these idiots like Tom Joyner and these clowns and Charlemagne and these ridiculous idiots who think wow. they can bring these people on their shows and not know who they and not study it till you get embarrassed, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Larry Elder went on the Breakfast Club and sliced them and diced them, right? <laughs> but the point <laughs> No, he did. Yeah, you know what I mean? Guy. Am I right, Doc? Yeah. Because they don't You're know right. who he yeah. is, man. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, you know, right, so, right. so, so, Doc, they, 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 they live in a bubble. They live in their own little bubble. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, and they're workers, and they're like, let's get back to, uh, let's get back to, uh, to Reverend Al Sharpton. Right. Al Sharpton right. is a is a corporate. Uh, well, I don't know what they say because you on the phone, uh, <laughs> Iman. But, but, but he, they, yeah, they own him, right? And yeah. and it's amazing yeah. when and I'm going to say, say this prostitute. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, but but let me just say this right? right. Every time you see Al Sharpton show up at the funeral of a dead child, don't think for one minute that he paid his own way. Okay. Whenever there's a cop killing black guy, do you think that Al Sharpton went to the airport and bought his own ticket? to Ocala when the white lady shot the black girl who was trying to kick her dough down, right? 
Right. You know my position. Right. I told y'all, you kick my dough, I'm probably going to shoot you, right? So white lady right. shoots the black girl for kicking her dough down. Al Shopton gets over here to Ocala. So people like, man, Al Shopton, he just got on the plane and went down. No, a private jet owned by a multinational corporation sent him to Ocala, let him use the jet to go to Ocala. And this is how it happens all the time. Because he sure. brings a level of attention and a level of divide that is big business. It, it, one it's, of the, no di- it's, it's no different than being an ambulance chaser. That's all what it is. Yeah. A political ambulance chaser. One of the things you, you said. One of the things you said before we went into the break was uh, in regards to Al Sharpton and and his conversation. You mentioned how you know his solution is you know you vote vote Democrat, vote these policies, blah blah blah, and that's you didn't say blah blah blah. But (laughs) nevertheless, I I want you to speak to this. I'm glad you brought that up because what are your thoughts? Because sometimes I believe. Most of the time, I believe that the Democratic policies in most instances are more oppressive than racism in itself. What are your thoughts about that? And what are your thoughts about how uh, Al Sharpton loves to use that conversation to shift people into those types of policies? But first, let me deal with Al Sharpton. Okay. Um, let's, Let's look at his background. Um, Al Sharpton, you know, his, his godfather is, uh, was James Brown. That's why he had the long hair for a long time. So he rode James Brown coattail to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Then from there, he got involved with what we call black nationalists, mm-hmm. black political activists, the Panthers. Then he became an informant. For the FBI. For the FBI. Mm-hmm. FBI that turned in many of the FBI, I mean, many of the Black Panthers and, and Black activists. From there, he mm-hmm. begins to follow the coattails of Louis Farrakhan, because at that time now, Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam was very, very uh, popular mm-hmm. in the African-American circuit. Mm-hmm. But he wrote that coattail a little bit, trying to get publicity. Everywhere Farrakhan was, he was there. Mm-hmm. Then he sta- stated, oh, let me get involved in a different type of political activism. That's where now he begins to hang out with attorney Alton Maddox and attorney Mason with the Tawana Brawley thing that, mm-hmm. that turned out to be a hoax. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, then as this is going on, he begins to gradually get into talk show, TV and radio on a couple of shows. Um, then from there, wow. he is picked up now by the corporate elite political system of the Democratic Party. Hey, you're, 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 you're a young guy. You have a mouth. We can use you. Almost, and this is around 2000, right? Yeah, absolutely. So at 2000, he was poor. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was, he, I used to have to pick him up at the airport. He, he was poor. Right. Then in about two years, he becomes a millionaire. Mm. No, he, experience in, no experience in entrepreneurship, no education, but he is picked up because they found that he they can use him. Then he becomes a spokesperson for the political elite of a of, of the party, and at the same time, given the African American uh, the feeling and the idea that he is fighting for their interests. Now 
while he says he's fighting for their interests, he is actually fighting against their interests because the interests of the African-American community is really self-determinism. Being able to stand up on your own bootstraps, developing self-help programs of entrepreneurship, and, bec- and developing strong families. However, the political interests that he represented don't push that. They push the idea that, listen, be a victim. Um, mm-hmm. That is, the only re- the reason why you're not doing well is because of the system and white folk. That's it. That's part of it, but that's not the whole issue. So stay uh, a victim. Rely on government to give you something. Rely on a grant to help you out. And, in, in, and by chance you get something, you praise God. <laughs> While on the other hand, if you were focused on yourself, focused on hard work, focused on morality, upbringing, and development, focused on your Education. family, which, are, which, 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 is, which is not really a Republican or a Democratic thing. It is an American okay. thing. Mm-hmm. All right? It's an American cultural thing that's embedded within our society. But when you take that from a community of people, then one group of people advance and the other group of people stays stagnant. Doc, you know what you're saying? Doc, what you're saying is amazing because, uh, you know, I, too, uh, have known Reverend Sharpton for a long time. Uh, when he used to fly into the the big airport, okay, <laughs> he he is not getting on a commercial. Uh, it ain't anymore. happening. It ain't happening. But you don't. It doesn't have to happen because he's covered now. My concern is when I see these type of situations and the fact that black people aren't aren't calling them out. It, you know, it also goes back to me that we send, tend to be kind of bred to be led so to speak right mm-hmm. uh we uh we are followers even if you look at uh, our relationship with the church of jesus christ uh oftentimes uh people there, there are many people who look like us more people who look like us uh in our communities that are manipulating that system as well mm-hmm. right and driving mm-hmm. the same type of narrative uh it, you know it's just interesting to me when, when i remember uh, when vocational schools in many of the urban communities were going away, uh, and I didn't see an uprising of Negroes in America uh, when they were taking vocational schools, when I know for a fact coming out of the civil rights movement, the trades w- were putting a lot of black men on. Would you agree, Doc? And, Absolutely. and they, they're snatching out the lifeblood. Like, we knew some teachers and we knew some other people who were educated, but I knew way more carpenters and plumbers, okay? I knew way more guys who went to work in the trades coming up that had a nice Buick Electric 225 than I knew. Deuce in a quarter. Deuce in a quarter. I knew way more people in the trades who lived good. The yeah. people in the trades lived better than any teacher I knew growing up. Ain't no question. There were like three guys on my block on 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 thirty first Street, Doc. Three guys on my block. Three of them were in the trades, and they all had nice stuff. And the teachers and the other people, even the educated black people who lived on, they weren't even close, right? So when they start snatching away vocational schools out of our community, that we should have been in uproar about that. Would you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. But again, they 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 sold us. Um uh, the goods, uh, uh, some BS goods that says that, listen, if you go and get a BA or MA or PhD mm-hmm. in, uh, in English or African American studies or history, that's the way out. That's the way out for a very few. Yeah. 
However, the majority of our people are going to be laborers. They're going to be agricultural. But we don't have that any longer. You see, and once you don't have that, then you become a slave of the system. Mm. You become a beggar of the system because you have no way of being productive yourself to make money for you and your family. And that's where the African-American community is now. You know, it's interesting because let's look at this. Uh, Anybody understand that Florida A&M is Florida Agriculture and Mechanical, right? North Carolina A&T, right? Uh, If you go down the list of many of the old HBCUs, uh, these were schools that were agriculture yeah. was the driving conversation in attending them. Taught right? people how to live, basically. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now now we've snatched that all out. We are not even self-sufficient, you know, to such an extent that no. we, can, we, can, we can do anything for ourselves because we've gotten sucked into this narrative largely by the racial conversation, okay? I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. a lot of that uh, is driving this conversation. Look, I, 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 I'm concerned, Doc. Uh, that at the end of the day, uh, with what we're seeing, when you got a governor uh, that that has created a box for himself, which I have no idea how this how he didn't figure this out. Uh, there are people who all of a sudden Ron DeSantis is a racist. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anytime you are white and you touch anything on race, you are a racist. And I, my concern is, who does that be? Donald Trump's a racist. Holly, when was Donald Trump a racist? <laughs> Just but, you but, and I. Huh, huh? But don't you, but don't, Dr. White, don't you think it's strategic that they call anything in the conservative realm racist to keep pushing them towards the other, you know, liberal policies? Wouldn't that be a part of the the agenda? It is, a, it is the agenda, but at the same time, the African-American community who honors the concept of conservatism need to speak out on it and then develop and show the community what we mean by conservatism. Right, what I, I agree. Mean by that, what I mean by that, um, Booker T. Washington, he Absolute, was a conservative. Absolutely, 100%. All right? Absolutely. Um, if you want to go to black nationalism, uh, Marcus Garvey, Elijah Muhammad were conservative. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to issues of um, uh, Martin Luther King, remember to be one hundred percent. He was a conservative. Yeah. All right. Uh, you have you have uh, uh, several examples whereby the African American or the Black conservative was active, great, and they were productive. Car- uh, who you had. Uh, Charles Houston, yeah. the father of the civil rights litigation movement, yes. who laid the foundation for Thurgood Marshall yes. that led into Brown versus Board. Guess what? He yeah. was a conservative. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You see? So therefore, we have to begin to define conservatism within the black context mm-hmm. so that it would be, be made relevant and be, be placed within the minds of the African community. Now, if you let other people describe it, thank you. <laughs> then you have a problem. Problem, yes. Because I agree. now to them it looks like, oh, you're just following white folk. I agree. You, you so know, you know, talk about our own narrative you, and our own definition. You, 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 and I think that is goes back to something that I've been saying for a long time. We need to take back our conversation, right? I agree. Uh, because Absolutely. our conversation has been co-opted. Uh, 
taken over by everybody who needs to bring attention to their plight. You know, when I hear someone in the LGBT community say that their struggle is similar to the struggle of the Negro in America during Jim Crow, and when I, I'm like, you got to be kidding, right? And and then they're telling me, well, Don, you sometimes you know you a little rough when you. No, I'm going to be extremely rough when anybody says to me that the struggle of the LGBTQIA is as similar to a water hose being sprayed on a 70 year old woman in Selma, Alabama. Yeah. That's, okay. That's not even. Yeah. That's, and, but this is what they do. Yeah. They bring. They, they they're like, hey, we can get black people. Let's if we get black people to support our issue and then we're okay the problem is black people don't know we're supporting everybody's issue except our own absolutely and that really means that other people's agenda they have our agenda has been hijacked by other people so therefore what occurs we end up following whatever they want when people talk about this it's the same as as what you went through you say no for example between 1900 and 1920 a black man woman or child was lynched every other day in this country. Has that happened to to, to any other group? No. <laughs> all right? right no. Right. We had to issue a butt breaking. Mm-hmm. All right? Really turning men into homosexuals doing slavery. Absolutely. All right? So that they cannot lead us. Has that happened to other people? No. no. You just have to call it out. Mm-hmm. And that is why the history context with this is very important. Now, note, I said the history but the history is not the one that they're going to teach you in the school. That is on the responsibility of the family and the churches and the communities that occupy your community. You, you, All right. So therefore, that, right. that's where the, new, the real history comes from. So, it, that you, so that you have a base and a strong angle of support to defend your position. But again, we don't do that. You, you know, it's okay. interesting. I just want to touch on this before we let you go. Um, you, (laughs) the hour wraps up really quick. Uh, you were one of the last people to interview, uh, Thurgood Marshall, Justice Marshall. And can, can we touch on that for a moment? Because you understood his ideology, uh, up close and, uh, and I followed Justice Marshall and it's amazing how he doesn't really get the credit for bringing forth the conversation. So talk, talk, can you talk to us a little bit about that last interview you did with him? Well, one of the things that we talked about during that last interview was his background. Now, everyone always talks about when he went to Howard University and law school and how he studied under, under uh, Charles Houston, and he became the advocate for a cadre of attorneys who was dedicated, they put their lives on the line to fight for the rights and the equality and the justice of African-American people. They just didn't talk it. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's never a wealthy man at that. Mm-hmm. But the thing that, that, that is so important that you know that he, he talked to me about his days as a Pullman porter. Mm-hmm. Now that's deep. Mm-hmm. Not many people know that. Mm-hmm. The Pullman porters were African-American men who worked on the train. Mm. We just and talked this, about this, that. Yeah. A. Phil, A. Philip Randolph. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. All right. That, that, all right. That, that they gave him a understanding of race dynamics in America, but also the understanding that in order to achieve, it takes hard work 
It takes dedication, and it takes a consistency. No matter how tough it got, and that oftentimes it meant that you will have to go without. That was the element of that of that uh, of that uh, conversation. He stated that to me that listen, everybody always talks about LBJ. He said to me quickly, LBJ was not that a great a man. He had to push LBJ to do what is right. That's Lyndon Baines Johnson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the African-American community. Hmm. Johnson was a Southerner. He is from Texas, and it was not in his cultural makeup <laughs> to, to, to do anything for the African-American. He did things because it was politically smart for him to do. These were the types of discussions that I had with him. Wow. And wow. I tell you, by far, uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall is one of the last great attorneys and civil rights activists that that America has produced. Absolutely. All these people who come up now, they're charlatans. <laughs> Absolutely. We just had that conversation. The mm-hmm. yeah. They don't have the grit. Yeah. They don't have the strength. They don't have the intellectual prowess. And they don't have the background to even tie up the shoelaces. Mm. Uh, Thurgood Marshall, Jack Greenberg, mm. Jim Nabret, absolutely, uh, absolutely, uh, Constant Motley Baker, right. and a host of others. Right. Wow. Well, thank you so much, mm. Doctor Viber White. How can they follow you? I know a lot of our listeners want to know how they can follow you. Can you can you tell people how they can follow you? Yes, I have a Twitter. Um, it is uh, uh, Doctor um, Lowercase um, uh, Underline. Then a high case V, mm-hmm. uh, underline uh, ISSA, I-S-S-A. Okay. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. We're going to put this on all our platforms so people can follow you, Doc. I'll send it to you. Doc, I appreciate you, man, so much. Yes, I really thank appreciate you. For you. Us. Thank you so much. I thank all of you. Listen, have a beautiful day. Thank you so much. Again, uh, Dr. Viber, what guys? Wow. Holly. Wow. What's, what are your thoughts? Well, um, I listened to him mm-hmm. just now. It was good to listen to him. Yeah, yeah. It was good to listen. That's why I don't. When I hear somebody <laughs> that can tell me something and I can learn something, I I listen. Yeah, you gotta turn it on. Yeah. Sometimes it's, I I I registered good. all of that and and I, a lot of that stuff he was talking about. I don't know why, but recently I've been looking at uh, mm-hmm. uh, LBJ what he mm-hmm. what he did. I looked up uh, some things about even about the uh, uh, buck breaking mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I was like. I know he was telling it. I knew he knew what he was talking about, and and he was good, man. He was. I I could listen to him some more, probably <laughs> by myself. But uh, we're gonna go to break. <laughs> when we come back, second half of the show, I'm gonna wrap this conversation up at the beginning of the second half because I want to talk to Demika, get her thoughts on this. Want to get your thoughts? Drop us an open mic about the first half of the show if you got any thoughts on that, or give us a call three two one three three nine one zero five five. The Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. It's just a big dysfunctional family. Bubba the Love Sponge, The Don Miller Show. Bill O'Reilly. Dan Bongino. Shannon Burke. And Jesse Kelly. Usually just going one step too far. Yup. Florida Man Radio. Get your 30 seconds of fame. Download the free Florida Man Radio app now and click on the open mic button. Joe Biden may be the single dumbest person to ever hold federal office. 200 million to Ukraine. Does anyone see anything wrong with this, or is it just me? 
I'm so sick of politics and so disenfranchised, I don't even want to vote anymore. He has to be the dumbest person on the planet to ever have been in that position. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Day after day, I'm more confused. Uh, who, what? What, Holly? For the light through the Holly! <laughs> what? You play this? You know that Holly, what you playing on the Don Miller Show? <laughs> I guess this is my fault then. No, I'm loving this. What? Sing this with us. Ain't it a shame? Give me the beat, boy. What we doing? We're doing. So I'm on. And my mic is my mic on. Your yeah, man. How do you play this? But, I thought yeah. I was in trouble. But the the songs we're doing is all these songs are turning fifty years old. Man, I so don't care. Play a little. Give me, give, give me some songs, more of that real quick. That Come in. Watch years this, old. Holly. Watch this hit right here. Boom, boom. <laughs> well, if Don played the drums, man, I can't play the whole it band. Would, it would be not off. sound good. Yeah, the band would be off. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Put the drums in the and middle. See, so the, I'm going to turn know, this up all the way. You'll be so into here. it as yeah. if he is in rhythm. You know, so yeah. you'll be confused. Like, yeah, you, we in rhythm? We, we no, must be doing it right. Don, Don <laughs> eating it up over there. He, <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. That's amazing uh, that you know he's good. Uh, Thanks so much, everybody. Can somebody tell me the model of this show? Listen, laugh, and learn. Thank you so much. We want to thank our guests. Uh, Dr. Vibert White, Professor White, uh, has been around for a, a long time, uh, really with a great message. And there are a lot of people out here uh, with messages, right? And yeah. a lot of people with paperwork uh, that went to school and read some books. But I prefer uh, the people with messages that I engage with to have a history of doing work. You know what I mean? And when I know the history and the story of Dr. White, who has been doing good work for a very long time. I stumbled upon him. We've, we've known each other for many, many years. But he's always been that guy who can present the scholarly information uh, in a whole line of nuggets, right? See, I can sit in a lecture and get nothing. I need nuggets. My my attention span ain't what it used to be. I need to be what? able to walk out of there with like, damn, did he really say that? You know, I've sat in two-hour lectures and be like, what the hell is this dude talking about? I need yeah. nuggets. you got to drop me mine and nuggets. That's yeah. why you need to tune in to the Don Miller Show on weekends on Florida Man Radio, the best of. Mm -hmm. So all of these little shows you've heard, they're going to be nuggets, nuggets, nothing. And that's but been edited by Stedman, so y'all know he pulls, up, it, right? he pulls all the good stuff so out. If you, go to the podcast if you want to listen to the podcast, but on the weekend when you're driving, running your errands, go to Don, uh, guess what else? Shannon Burke show is on the weekend on mm -hmm. Florida Man Radio, as well as Bubba the Love Sponge and Jonathan Morris from Organic Meats. Uh, so you got to still listen uh, to Florida Man Radio, even if you're here on the weekend. So go ahead, Tamika. What are your thoughts on that conversation? Well, there was so many nuggets in his conversation. It's hard to pull out all of them. But I think for me, the biggest one is us 
having the conversation about what conservatism looks for our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I think that's the huge, the, the golden piece of, of everything. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, it really ties into our conversation. Next week, we have a, a, a young lady that's coming on. She is the um, diversity director for the GOP in Indiana, and it ties in right into her conversation as well. So I'm really excited about that nugget that he shared. But, but I, you know, I just like to have smart people in the room, and everybody who knows me know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm at a point right now. Holly and I, uh, we go smoke a cigar yeah. uh, from time to time. time. Oftentimes after the show, I'd love to smoke with him. And uh, I'd, I'd love to have a cigar and, and just immediately listen. yesterday we, we, you know, or the other day we went to smoke a cigar after the show, and um, after dealing with all my nieces and nephews that day, mm-hmm. which was a stressful moment. It was like highly stressful. You Jesus. Know. Okay, and so we go to smoke a cigar, and as soon as we walk into the place. People are waiting to ask us questions about something they heard on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I think it's important that you engage with the audience, but you engage it. Look, it's just, I, you know, go Colorado, go Lakers, go Jets, go Buffalo Bill, anybody. I really want to talk about that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think the time frame in which we're in in this country, I need to talk about things that are important to what's happening around me every day. I, I, Don, I think this is probably going to be the most pivotal election. In the history of this country. Uh, in the history of this Absolutely country. No question I about really it. do. No, no I question. really do. Because, the, 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 again, racism is being pimped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to understand that structural racism is probably the biggest challenge. There's a difference between systematic racism, institutional racism, and even interpersonal racism. And And when you start to hear things like interpersonal racism, uh, that's like when you go for a job and the person just don't like people who look like you or your race mm-hmm. or you fill out an application for a place to live and they deny you because of your race. So interpersonal racism is a real thing. And I know there are people like, well, Don, you go on this radio station and you talk about race. Let me just say something. I could go down the list of reasons why uh, I don't like to call racism, but it damn show prejudice, okay? And so I mean, whatever. I personally don't think anything's it, it, wrong it, it, with being prejudiced. Okay, because you're prejudiced. Or discriminating. You're prejudiced. You're prejudiced <laughs> and discriminating. But that's good to I know do. that. That's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus telling y'all that. Listen yes, to what she's saying but, to you. I discriminate again. Short people, I, if you're short, yeah, then, then fat, no. fat people. Not, yeah. not, it's not yeah. fat people. But she'll tolerate a fat, fat person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. But, but if they should, it's so just like, ain't going to work out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know for a fact I'm discriminatory. Now, how, how many people level. do you think she's discriminatory? How many men do you think she's discriminatory? The all average up. height for a man is 5'10". Okay. She's 6'10". Three. Okay, but again, yeah. if again, he ain't in the league, then you don't I, need I to talk a, to him. I had a season where I did date short guys, but that season is over. But, yeah. uh, but again, oh wow! But uh, but I discriminate. I discriminate a lot. Okay, wow. and I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, there are people I don't like. I came on the whole damn radio show and told a, a, you, you did a say culture that. Don't of people. Say it again. Don't say I ain't gonna it again. say it, but I was a culture of people I don't want nothing to do with. Okay, yeah. and I got a couple of friends outside of that from that realm, but you know, for the <laughs> most part, they're total a holes. 
Okay, oh, wow. and they treat people bad. The whole group. Okay, nah, I'm putting this on a whole group. There are actually whole groups of people that are terrible. Please don't think that's not true. There are whole groups of people in the history of this country. Oh. There are whole groups of people that oh. were terrible. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's be clear. I, well, I keep I mean, people saying, "Well, how do you?" Think it was a whole group. It <laughs> might have been like a whole group. <laughs> not a, but you saying it okay. all, a whole like group a, of people, like a whole nation. No, nah, like a group of people. Right. Uh, thank you so much. Anybody who was white on tobacco. Road in Carolinas in 1849. It was a group yeah. of people who were terrible. I'm sure. Let's go to I'm these sure. open mics. It's never been about race. It's just a scapegoat that black people use. And they always say, well, the white man held me down. No, you held you down because all you did was point for excuses to not be successful. You control your future. No one else controls your future but you. And that's what people are missing. Can we play a song with that? Believe. <laughs> I want him to believe that bully sing. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, Don. So uh, just to touch on something, and the doctor may be able to back me up on this. Um, the Irish, when they came over, were also looked at as second class and also slaves. And I'm 21 years old. I'm a truck driver, and I'm Irish. I got a red beard, red hair, you name it. And still to this day, I still get looked at like I'm below some people because I'm Irish. So I don't think it's a lot about race. I think it's about a lot of other things, too. Okay. Never had that one with the Irish and... Classism. Red. Yeah, it's, yeah go ahead, man. Classism, 100%. And to back up the last open mic I sent, Bone, um, I, I do believe that there is racism in this country. And I do agree with y'all that it is from the economic standpoint of where you're based. And I'm about like you. If I'm in an area I don't, I'm not comfortable in, I do sit with my facing the door. Uh, even sometimes in the areas I'm comfortable in, I sit facing the door, but I was raised in the military, and that's just something that I was taught. Absolutely. Go ahead. I listened to the Don Miller show just to hear him say, what are we doing here? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay. Go oh, ahead. Wow. All right, last one. Ray Ray here. Good morning, guys. Well, I learned something today. Keep up the good work, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you. You know, it's interesting because um, we just had a conversation. It's amazing how so often time in our shows, something that was said a couple of weeks ago or last week or the day before comes back at full circle in the next conversation. Uh, the motto of the show is listen, laugh, and learn. We're going to live by that, I promise you. Uh, but remember the white guy who beat up the other white guy and the other white guy who got his ass toe off said that the white guy called him the N-word. Mm -hmm. And everybody in America was like, how dare he beat up the security guard and call him the N-word, only to find out that the security guard was a white guy as well, yeah. right? And then we get a caller from Georgia say, wait, what that means is when a white guy calls another white guy the N-word, that means you're beneath me. Right. You follow me? So the fact is, okay, you know, but but again, we understand. We just want to be able to present an amazing conversation to you as much as we can. But I want to turn the corner on this conversation because we could do this all day. We are not new to this. We are quite true to this. Uh, we can go down to talk about this is why when people ask me about racism. I could name a bunch of stuff coming out of slavery way past Jim Crow all the way into the prison industrial complex. Huge. To the fact to that me is more significant. To the, you're right. To the fact that many Americans today of color, black, 
And I ain't talking about them damn, nope, no other race. I ain't talking about Hispanics because they got a whole grocery chain of stores or two or three. There's no national black chain of grocery stores owned by black people, right? Uh, the Hispanic community is doing quite well in that. I can go down the list of conversations that we have had over the years why Nobody seems to want to raise their hand and say, well, why can't we do that, right? We spend money on Beyonce and Jay-Z and all the lulz and a bunch of this trash, yet black people in America, millions and millions of black people, right, don't have a first-run grocery chain that we can put in our own communities. Uh, I go to the hot bar, that grocery store in the Hispanic community, and it's really good, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I go to another hot buy at another grocery store owned by the Hispanic community, and they got a jewelry store in the back, and they got everything they need, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the fact that this is the Hispanic community who have created an economic engine that is driving their community, right? They're buying goods. And if you look at the numbers, they're Mm -hmm. surpassing the Mm -hmm. African-Americans. Uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. quite right. significant. And again, and guess what they're not doing? They're not hollering racism, <laughs> okay? They're figuring it out. Again, tell me mm. the big black grocery store in your community. You're bitching about there's no grocery store in your community, okay? But tell me what major black player, and there's a bunch of, every time a black person become a billionaire, we, we want to have a parade, okay? That's his money. That ain't yours. You know what I mean? The fact is, what is he doing in your community? How is he contributing? No, but he'll do a conversation with a politician and ask you to vote for him. Oprah is begging for money for Maui. Help me understand what that is about. Oprah is begging Hollywood. She forgot her wallet. It's Oprah and The Rock. (laughs) She forgot what? She forgot her wallet. (laughs) So she's asking people. I was going to take care of this, but I... Mm. Oprah's I mean, begging for she money. Got billions. What? I don't. I don't understand that. Oprah is begging for That's money from Maui, dog. Uh, but again, yo. So let's. I want us to understand better. that. Let's. Can we get some? Can yeah. we get some? What can we? Can we get some, Holly? Holly, ain't no. I can't buy no good stuff now. Listen to me. I'm listening. I can't buy, buy no good stuff from a black-owned company right now. Listen to what I'm saying. You got people going to Louis Vuitton. We are gigantic consumers, but we Number don't manufacture nothing, yeah. right? Yeah, we spend okay? more than we make. We we go to the bathroom just like everybody else. There's not one black-owned toilet tissue paper in this country. Company, there ain't a major operation that is selling hair that we buy in bulk, right? And I'm we just buy saying the most of the so, weave so, in the country. I'm just saying, no, for real, guys, right? <laughs> so when you have this conversation about racism and systematic racism and oppression, yeah, absolutely, okay, we are way behind the eight ball. But what are we doing to get past it? I'm watching communities go past us in record number. And my concern is we have gotten sucked into a conversation that's not benefiting us anymore. Because we're always talking about racism. <laughs> huh? <laughs> wow. you know, I, I, Me I, and Holly want to go to the hey. black-owned cigar bar. When you want to go over there? I mean, I've, I, yeah, I would love to go over there. Where is it? It's a, there's one over in Titusville. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's and it's a, I think it's a couple more okay. around, but some of them, you know, but some of them, one of them doesn't make me feel as comfortable. <laughs> I can go. I, you can go. I can go where I feel like. 
I got to worry about me. Right. I Your can't problem? really take somebody. But why, why isn't there a very nice place like the place we go to? We got the money. Well, we'll, we'll, we, we still kind of have a habit of when we come in, if it's ours, we feel we get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, we're bringing our own music. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, we're bringing our it's own liquor. It's the standards. Liquor. You know, it's the standards. Yeah, well, and it's what we do. But then if you have a, a situation where you say, hey, you can't do that. Now it's like, oh, oh, you're trying to be you trying to be somebody better than me and blah, but, blah, but, blah. But again, it, you know, what's amazing is I just believe, right, that uh, the commitment in our community really should quickly move toward economics. Let's get, let's, yeah, if, if we yeah. don't shift, if we don't shift. I truly believe if we don't shift in this next election cycle into economics, having the, having that conversation, I believe that we're going to be so left behind that we will never be able to catch up. I believe this election cycle is just that pivotal. Okay. So, so my question is, what could it change to make it work? And what do you remember? As, as far as it, do you remember when Bill Clinton was the president? Yeah, I actually just. Do so you remember just read the economy yeah. and and how the economy was growing in certain areas of the country? And don't get me wrong, uh, Bill Clinton did. He some, did a shift, and he did some uh, terrible stuff as well. Right? Initially, clear, right? yes, yeah. but then yeah. he made some decisions that kind of. Well, yeah, I saw a comparison. I just saw a comparison of what he did back yeah. then to compare it to now, and you're talking seven hundred. Right, uh, absolutely. Uh, so I'm just saying, the, the, I think holding people accountable. Yeah. And just say, hey, yeah. this is what we want. We we don't we know what our do. want is. Absolutely. I know what we want. We want jobs and justice. Neither of which we've gotten, and we've had 9,000 marches for it. <laughs> right? We want yeah. jobs and justice. Which which was great for the shoe business. <laughs> Everybody had new Nikes and Jordans. Yeah, yeah. How many marches have we had for yeah, jobs and justice? We didn't walk miles, man. We didn't walk we didn't walk around the world two, three you know, times. So, so I think we, the next march should be about the economy and building our communities up. You know, no more marches. No more marches. No, you know, Holly decided he was never going to march but again. But I don't. I don't. Did we get a chance to talk about? Um. Oh wow! Did she have one of our moments? You had one of our moments. Welcome, welcome, She talks about us all the time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, Mitch McConnell on the show. The first marches. Hi, Mitch. How are you? Yes, he did, Mitch McConnell. She froze up. Phillips. Okay, let me touch her back. Randolph okay. Turn the button off. AR. Philip okay. Randolph. Philip Randolph. Hey, Philip Randolph. Hey, Philip Randolph. Yeah, okay. did we talk about that? Did yeah, we've been talking about that. When he went in the summer of 42, he but wanted did to we talk, talk did we talk marches. about But did we talk about the fact that he proposed the, that march to two presidents before mm -hmm. yeah. we actually saw it? And did we talk about the fact that when he presented that march to the two presidents prior, mm -hmm. they did not want to do it. However, he never walked out without a policy that would empower. And, his, and they, and they all were executive order. They were all executive yeah, that's the point. But he right. always, there was always a policy. He he never left the table without a policy that would empower his agenda. And, that, and that's, and that's what we right. miss. It. That's the point. That's where we miss it. That's if we're point. marching and we're not coming out with a policy, then we're marching in vain. Right. It's pointless. And, so, and I think that's the bottom line. So uh, you're right. Thank you so much for joining us on this show. <laughs> no, for real, because you're right. And, and that's the problem. So, you know, my concern is that it has been not only co-opted, it has been infiltrated. The conversation has been infiltrated, taken over, and then we line up with people that we know ain't got our best interest. You know how many Negroes be like, man, they'll show up to full of it, but as soon as he's in town, they go to him and see him, <laughs> okay? He can preach. No, he can't. He can act. And just like your pastor can act, right? 
There are many people out here in these pulpits are actors. Okay? Absolutely. Am I right, Holly? Absolutely. So you go to see an actor every Sunday. You give your money to an actor every Sunday, right? Who's acting? Because what is the actual work of many of these operations where you go and get emotional and not informational, right? Mm -hmm. These guys are the actors. There's a preacher in town at a church called St. Mark who's an actor, right? I didn't ask for that. Uh, but there's a preacher in town that's an actor. And they go and listen and they get nothing. All I'm saying is we got to step away from emotion and seek information mm -hmm. as well, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you go look at some of these people that are in these churches, especially politicians. Man, it's so easy to get a black person. One time me and Holly was driving around a politician uh, that was trying to get some votes on both from the, from the LGBT community and the black church people. And we were in the car with this politician. And the politician went over there to the LGBT community. He's like, I stand with you, and you're amazing, and yay. And then go over to the black church and he's like, down with the homosexuals. <laughs> I was like, we just drove over here from the... <laughs> Holly, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> we, hey. No, no. We were at the LGB because me and Holly, like, we ain't going to go in. I went in, right? And he's like, we stand by you and we stand by your your group of people and, and every man should be able to be in love with who they want to love. And we drove 15 minutes yep. to the black church and the first thing came out of his mouth was, down with those homosexuals. <laughs> But that's because they didn't have no choir there. <laughs> they, they had a choir. You couldn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> we just oh, got to pay attention, man. What are we doing? And I'm looking at this dude like, you just, I'm like, really? And then yeah. it hit me. That's how you can get us. Because nobody was going to tell the black people. He was so fair to our place earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. some black gay people that was at that place. Hey, hey. But what nobody, because then they going to wonder, how you I know he was over there? How you know he was over there? And it ain't like I got anything against anybody. Right, right. It's just that I prefer Holly wouldn't to even be go by in. myself. Holly wouldn't even go in. Holly yeah. was sitting in the car, okay? Yeah. I was like, it ain't no need for me to go in there. Ain't nothing I can do in there that's good for nobody. <laughs> nothing. So I understand y'all enjoy it, and I'll wait for you. I go in, and this dude is like, man, uh, I love your community yeah. and your beautiful people, and a man should be able to love a man, and a woman should be able to love a woman. And we get in the car, and we're driving down Colonial, going west yeah. to Pine Hills. And he's writing his notes in the back seat, right? And as soon as we pull into this church, man, this dude get out of the car, <laughs> down with homosexuals. <laughs> I was like, man, don't where you them. just came from? We don't need yep. them. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, dude, you cold. Yeah. Uh, but again, right? The games people play. The games people play. Thank yeah. you so much, everybody. Hey, Holly, I want to turn the corner. Uh, I got you. Um, did anybody see what happened? What's the motto of this show? Listen, laugh, and learn. Anybody see what happened on the airplane? The guy had diarrhea so oh, bad gosh. on a flight to Italy. Yeah, they had to. They, they had, had to, to turn around. Yeah. Did you see it, Damika? Uh, yeah, well, huh? Yeah. I mean, I well, I, my I thing is, really I don't really understand why he had to turn around. Okay, because up and down the aisle. You see the video? Well, no, just put it in and leave him in there. Lock the door. <laughs> let him just. No, did you see the video? On his I, way I, to no, the I toilet. Can't. He oh. had a release, it looks like. Oh. Stedman, did you see that? Oh. I saw the end result. Oh, my, all the way down the aisle. So any woman that was ha sitting there had a little Tory Burch flip-flops, she got it on her feet. Flash, she got it. <laughs> and so the pilot, you got to hear the pilot 
The pilot radios back. Look, we got. You can't even walk down the aisle. No, nah, pilot they say, look, we got a, a passenger that's got diarrhea three thousand. Doing too much. We got to come back. <laughs> why this even in the news cycle? <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you why it's in the news cycle. Because the pat the pilot called back and say, uh, tower, to the tower, to the tower, uh, tower respond. On uh, this tower, uh, eighteen twenty seven four. Yeah. Uh, we we have a passenger that is uh, uh have a bathroom issue. Did you say uh, uh, come back eighteen twenty four dash four? We have a passenger that has a bathroom issue. We need to return. We need to return eighteen twenty four. What's your what's your? Uh, we need to come back a bathroom issue. What's a bathroom? Okay, that's all over the floor. Can we come home? Can you imagine the passengers that Can didn't you get imagine? to their destination? Bruh, that's a whole new definition of turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> See, you don't feel good, do you? Hey, I got turbulence going hey, on. Hey, let's right go now. to break. When we good come gracious. back, I want to play some open mics. But how would you have reacted if you'd been on that plane? Because I'm telling you, it'd have been a lot of. I, I'd have cussed a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I would have cussed yeah. a whole lot because uh, ain't nothing you can do. Because I'm not gonna get up. Uh, I'm not going. I'm. But these all these people want to sit on the aisle. For everybody want to sit on the aisle. Yeah. That's what you get. Now, I might <laughs> open that window up. Or you sitting on the aisle. You got your yeah. legs out in the aisle. We gonna go to break. We come back. We we'll wow. continue the conversation. You listen Why? to the Don Miller show. I'm on Why? the aisle right now. Hey. As a veteran, you get a lot of advice. But wisdom's harder to come by. A lot of people imagine themselves in our shoes without understanding the weight on our shoulders. The truth is, few can understand the pressure of finding your own way after serving in the military. But few isn't none. You've got support. You can't control the chaos, but you can chart your way through it. Steady yourself. Take a breath. You're not alone. Learn more at maketheconnection.net. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Now, I know y'all know about this. Yeah, I just want you to know, Tamika, I've been admiring that gray on the edges of your beautiful hair. Oh, beautiful wow. Beautiful lips uh, glistening in the midnight hour. First of all, you don't talk about a woman's edge. <laughs> I just made a mistake. <laughs> but that is just Tamika. What did he say about my edge? That's he just Tamika. He, he said he's looking at that gray in your, in your edge. <laughs> it is Tamika. I mean, he's just calling you out. Tamika's just Tamika. <laughs> Everybody know that's just Tamika, yeah. right? Bring us back, man. Yeah, that's Billy Paul, y'all. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. I love this song. I do, too, actually. This is one of the first songs that you try to sing by yourself in the room. And then you realize something. Yeah, that you can't sing. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bring us back, please. Do your job. Yeah, but I figured out. I, I figured out you could just talk it. You know how do I bring us back when we're already already talking? <laughs> you know. No, anyway, no, no, no. welcome back to the Don Miller Show, where we listen, laugh, and learn. Give us a call. 
321-339-1055 is the number to dial. 321-339-1055. You can call us or you can text us or you can leave us an open mic. And, and from what can. I understand, we have a few that we're going to go to right now. And D'Amico, I'm 632. Just so you know. Just so I know. Okay. Uh, all right now. How your edges? <laughs> <laughs> That's question. <laughs> Geographically concentrated. Uh, what? All right oh now. But we she just is have six one? three. And this is for the um the redhead dude that called in. Bro, you're a redhead. I see red, I look at them a little longer. I wanted to say that. We see black hair, blonde hair. That's funny. But once you see one of them gingers, gingers, take another look. Yeah, yeah. Everyday thing, you see a ginger. That is so funny. I agree. I love honesty. I said he had a ginger. Yeah, I love honesty. He's just being real honest with that. I said we see those gingers, you can look twice. And I do too. Yeah, yeah. Man or woman, when you see a redhead, it's just like you, you do. You have to kind of look for a little bit longer. Wow. Is it because in your mind you hope it's a leprechaun? No, no I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> Let's listen to it. Shoot, uh, go back to the open mics. Oh, my God. Hey, what's up, Donald Miller? Sparky 3 Ah, That's my new favorite saying to my guys when they're, when they're messing up at work. What are we I doing? I just walk in and say, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what, are we doing? what are we doing, guys? Oh, hey, man, great show. I love that. Thank you, what my friend. Sparky. Sparky. Hey, shout out you know, to George over in Corbin, Kentucky. Thanks so much for listening, George. We really appreciate Don, it. Don, do you remember the movie Green Mile? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My friend you, was in the Seven, Green Mile. you remember the Green Mile? Do you remember I the guy when he was getting ready to go to the death penalty? Uh, Walking the mile. Walking the mile. No, when he says, one? yeah, when he says, sitting in old Sparky. Sitting sitting in old Sparky. Every yeah. time he says that, yeah. I always oh, think of him when he says, sitting in old Sparky. That's funny. But, Holly, remember who the bouncer at the click was yeah a great about big yeah. mike yeah, yeah mike duncan yeah oh, really? and, he was a friend and, and and mr t yeah, yeah 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 before before mike was mr t yeah and mike duncan passed away he's a great friend from chicago uh, he was in the Green Mile. He was the big guy. Yeah, yeah. Mike Duncan, great guy. Love that Hard movie to too. Huh? That's a great movie. I, I never saw the movie. It was uh, a you got it, bro. You got movie, it. Man. You're gonna have to watch it at least two or three times because it's stuff in there that once you see it, you go, "Oh, that's why this happened," and all that. <laughs> okay, it's, so it's a. It's I'm gonna great. put that on my list. It is a great it's movie. A classic, good, it's a good man. one to do a date night with with your with your with your wife, man. Man, come on, dog. Wow. I was just trying Ain't to. Damn date, date come on, y'all don't do nothing no, romantic. No, no. Well, I'm gonna send a shout out to my wife. Hey, wife, how you doing? <laughs> you ain't doing no damn. You and Mrs. Jones. Yeah, yeah. Trying yeah, to get yeah. this money. We yeah. both out here trying to get this money. Ain't no date night. Yeah, get that money, then you have a date night. But in the meantime, oh, he <laughs> oh, got there. He got right there. Thank you. Right. I'm, I'm quicker uh, than I looked. But, uh, no, but uh, the views and opinion on this. You, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because I want to go back to what the caller just said about having. Uh, red hair and how people stare at you, right? Yeah. And so, really, is it racial when you know? Because there are people out here uh, that people stare at, and I just I get saw stared at every, every day, day because right. I'm six three flat foot. You got to remember that. Right. So if I wear heels like I have on heels yeah, today, you six, I'm standing six, six, six five. Eight. No, I'm standing. <laughs> or, see, you trying to be funny? I'm, I'm standing six five, so I get stared at all the time. Well, it's because and just being wife. If you listening, you know me, but because she fine. She no, fine. She tall. She proportioned tall. for for tall. There's she some don't look like she play basketball. I almost scraped the top of the. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. 
It, it is what it is. And then yeah. I, and every day I'm asked, but, how tall are you? But, but look, well, how tall are you? Did you play basketball? But, but let, me, let me give you an example, though. Let me give you an example, right? <laughs> and it is discriminatory. And I totally discriminate. I'm not, I'm one of the worst people. And you know, I see somebody with hair look a certain way. I'm trying to get away from them. Yeah. Okay. Especially uh, dreadlocks. Okay. I what discriminate they, I'm looking at people, with what dreadlocks. they got on. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible at that. Okay. Why do with a That's tattoo? Not Why do with, uh, I'm a profiler. My grandmother okay. was the original profiler. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No oh, question. yeah. I'm yeah. telling yeah. you. I can and imagine. she was, she was phenomenal. Yeah. But, was she one of those? She was always on point. Was, was she one of those that told some don't have them white folk coming by my house? Oh no 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 no! Oh, we she had one of those. No, so we had a farm. So we all everybody, everybody came, came to our house. So People, all, so y'all we, was based on 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 economics, not on that, color. Absolutely, yes. yeah. So that's, that's a so going back, yeah, right. and your yeah. family history. Yeah. She's really big on family history. Yeah, yeah. She will ask you. This is how she'll find out a lot about you. She'll ask you, okay, who your people are. Okay, so she's going to know who your, yes, she's going to know who your daddy, your, your granddaddy, yeah, and then once she know your family line, she already know. Wow. She can tell you anything. Wow. <laughs> say, get this boy off my land. Yeah. He the thief. He ain't nothing. He the thief. He, he ain't, 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 ain't one nothing. His daddy oh, one nothing. I remember she said. That word, you can't spell it. Oh, I can't even spell it. Okay. I'll tell you who doesn't Wait. discriminate, the FCC. Okay. Wow. Uh, but, 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 I can say this. We all had one so far. Okay. We've now, and I, I do think the FCC discriminates oh. because if they steal that Sexy Red, make songs and play them at any level. Yeah. But I think Sexy Red is an op for the white supremacist movement. Oh, wow. Ah. So, so she going to have a... a no, a, she's Sexy Red driving gonna the narrative. She's going to have boy dancing in the background. Sexy Red driving the narrative. Sexy Red works for the KKK. But they, they gonna have Red Al Sharpton. They gonna have Al Sharpton in her video. Yeah, remember when he was big <laughs> Al Sharpton before he got his yeah. stomach done? Yeah, before he was yeah. brown and, and pink. About, <laughs> <laughs> and I before believe he, he went down rub. there. They made him brown and pink, and he come out. He lost weight. Yeah, we Talking know. About he worked out and lost weight. Mm-hmm. Man, Al Sharpton. No, was, I saw. Al, I saw Al Sharpton. He was one of them buck breakers. He, Al Sharpton may Ooh, weigh a hundred pounds. You know, he what? No, I Wait. just, you know, how did we even get to Al Sharpton? <laughs> oh, yeah, D'Amico. Discriminating. Uh, yeah, I discriminate against idiots. Oh, okay. Really? I, oh, come on, Harvey, y'all yeah, been I'm around. With it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I will get up, we were sitting with somebody recently. But money can make you and, work with them. And I, <laughs> that right there, okay? <laughs> but I actually, I'm really prejudiced toward idiots, right? We were sitting with a guy the other day, and I just got up and left, and everybody's no, like, why you go it. sit over there? Because <laughs> I want to sit. Uh, uh, I just uh, don't want to do it. Oh, you did, like Joe Biden. You just got up and Yeah, I just got up and left. Uh, and he will do that. Uh, Don will do that in a heart. No, no, no. And then everybody like, no why shame. Don leave? Because I don't want to sit here and listen to an idiot. I don't want to talk to an idiot. I work real hard to be separate from idiots. Okay. If yeah. I want to do anything, they make you tired. Huh? Oh. They make you tired. Oh yeah. Oh man, yeah. can you see? You don't have to do it, right? But yeah. I go places where people just plop down and be like, "Hey, you Don Miller?" I'm like, "Yeah, how you doing, man?" But the other day, I I go. Robbie, Robbie remembers this. Mike remembers. I'm sitting at the bar, and this lady sits down next to me, and her and her husband. I knew they were visiting because I'd never seen them in, in in the place before. 
And she's like, hi. I say, hi. She said, well, I know your people are so excited that Joe Biden's doing so much for you. <laughs> oh, wow. Everybody at the bar turned around was like, oh, this is not going to go. Get it. She couldn't get it. <laughs> she was like, he's oh, doing so goodness. much for black people, young man. I'm just so, I'm, I'm just, I know you're so happy. Nobody's ever did anything for black people since Obama. And I'm looking like. So would she be the definition of that woke thing you were trying to do? Yeah, she was okay, a woke. Okay. Allegedly. I don't know what she was what trying she? to pull off, but I just got up, you know, got my drink and got up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm he not will even, do that. Just, <laughs> Holly seen oh me do goodness. it. Holly oh said, I don't goodness. say bye. Thank you Nothing, so much. Nothing. No excuse. Because I'm looking at her and she's in away. my face telling me this. You know, I know your people. And I'm telling you, we got to come out and vote for him again. And she's just, and, and ain't nobody saying nothing, but everybody looking, right? Like, and one of the ladies I know who sits like two seats over, I know she's like, she's mouthing, Don, just get up. Just, yeah. just get up. Move. Move. Come on. Don't do Move. it. Move. Don't do get it. Move. Get Everybody out of the way. Get out of the way. Come up. Please, please don't. Huh? Don't do don't it. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. So, again, right? That's so I just, call a purple moment. Oh, time to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I just got oh, up and left. Wow. I, I got up and left. And I just, so again, yes, I am highly discriminatory against ignorant people. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I just a lot. Look, I will call the police too. I'm a police caller. What? Yeah. You yeah. know me. I've been a talented. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, okay, look, like if, it. it's gonna, if it's going to endanger me at any time, I'm not talking about even right now. If yeah, I think we, later, let's go and get rid of you right now. We're all police callers. Let me get rid of you right now. I'm being proactive. I'm going to let, let's go and get rid of them now. We, we, oh we are goodness. all life members of NAPC, the National Association of Police Callers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be, but it's, it's only a certain thing. Now, there's some things that yeah, we're not yeah. going to call on. You know, we're going to let you win. Ain't gonna say no, but, but if you if yeah. I feel a little nervous and you outside of my house and oh, don't yeah. look like you're supposed to be out there, I'm gonna call the police. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna call. The I'm I'm gonna ask questions later. Person, I was in the parking lot of a grocery store and I saw this young black guy and this young white guy with a tattoo on his face, and some said to me they up to no good. Okay, <laughs> and the young black guy had dreads, and the white boy had a whole tattoo like no job tattoo on his yeah. face, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, you yeah. know if you got a whole tattoo on your yeah. face, it's highly likely. Okay, if he ain't a tattoo artist, yeah. he can't work in the call center where they don't see him. You follow me? So the white dude and the black dude, the white dude had the tattoo on his first, and the little black dude looked like he was up to no good. I go right in the store and tell the guy, hey, y'all need to call the police. There's two young men out there doing up to no good. So the dude say, well, how do you 